0: Chapter 14 of Nature's Miracles Familiar Talks on Science Volume 1 This is a LibriVox recording All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain For more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org Recording by Katte Click Familiar Talks on Science by Alicia Gray Chapter 14 How Dew is Formed Reader Did you ever live in a country Were you ever awakened early on a summer's morning to go for the cows? Did you ever wade through a wheat field in June or the long grass of a meadow, when the pearly dewdrops hung in clusters on the bearded grain, shining like brilliance in the morning sun? Have you not seen the blades of grass studded with diamonds more beautiful than any that ever flashed in the dazzling light of a ballroom? If not you have missed a picture that otherwise would have been hung on the walls of your memory that no one could rub you of everyone has noticed that at certain times in the year the grass becomes wet in the evening and grows more so till the sun rises the next day and dispels the moisture and this when no cloud is seen dew is as old as a field in which grass grows it was as familiar to the ancients as it is to us And yet it is only about three-quarters of a century since the cause of it has been understood. We even yet speak of the dew falling like rain. In former times some scientists supposed that it was a fine rain that fell from the higher regions of the atmosphere. Others supposed it to be an emanation from the earth, while still others supposed it was an exudation from the stars. By his knowledge the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down dew proverbs chapter three verse twenty the first experiments carried out in a scientific way were by dr wells a physician of london between the years eighteen eleven and eighteen fourteen everyone has noticed in warm weather the familiar phenomenon of water condensed into drops on the outside of a pitcher or tumbler containing cold water this condensation is due It always forms when the conditions are right, summer and winter. In cold weather we call it frost. It has been stated in a former chapter on evaporation that the capacity of the air for holding moisture in a transparent form depends upon its temperature. If the temperature is at the freezing point, it will contain the hundred sixtieth part of the atmosphere's own weight as aqueous vapor. If it is sixty degrees Fahrenheit, the air will retain six grains of transparent moisture to the square foot of air while at eighty degrees it will contain nearly eleven grains when the air is charged with this vapour to the point of saturation which point varies with the temperature a slight depression of the temperature is sufficient to condense this vapour into cloud or drops of water between 1812 and 1814 dr wells made a series of experiments with flocks of cotton wool he weighed out pieces of equal weight and attached a number of them to the upper side of a board and as many more to the lower side and exposed it to the night air under varying conditions one experiment was made with a board four feet from the earth so that half of the bunches of cotton faced the ground and the other half the sky He found upon weighing these after a night's exposure under a clear sky that the cotton wool on top of the board had gained fourteen grains in weight from the moisture or dew that had formed upon it while the same amount of cotton on the underside of the board had only increased four grains he tried further experiments by making little paper houses or boxes to cover a certain portion of grass or vegetation he found that while there would be a heavy dew on the grass outside there was little or none within the enclosure these experiments were conducted in various ways and closely watched to see that none of the phenomena were in any way connected with falling rain it has been determined that substances like grass and green leaves of all kinds hay and straw while they are poor conductors of heat are excellent radiators in another chapter we have referred to this quality of straw that is taken advantage of by the inhabitants of hot countries in the manufacture of ice and in our own land for storing it perhaps everyone who has lived in the country has noticed that on a summer's morning when the grass is laden with dewdrops a gravel walk or a dusty road will be perfectly dry this is due to the fact that the gravel will retain heat and not radiate it for a much longer time than grass or green leaves dew begins to form upon the grass very soon after the sun is set because the moment the sun's rays are withdrawn the heat is rapidly radiated by the blades of grass which cools the earth under it and the air above and surrounding it so that if the air is anywhere near the moisture saturation point on cooling at the surface of the ground it will readily give up a part of its moisture which condenses in drops upon the blades of grass. If the night is still and clear, and there is much moisture in the air, the dew will be heavy, but if the night is cloudy, there will be little or no dew formed. The clouds form a screen between the earth and the upper region of the atmosphere, which prevents the heat from radiating to a sufficient extent to form dew. For the same reason, no dew will form under a light covering spread over the ground even at some distance above it. The covering acts as a screen, which prevents the heat from radiating to the dew point. From what has gone before, it will be seen that if the atmosphere is not charged with moisture up to the point of saturation, it will require a greater amount of depression of temperature to cause condensation, and this is why we usually have heavier dews in june when the air is more highly charged with moisture than we do in august when it's dry this also accounts for the ice clouds called cirrus being formed so high up in the atmosphere during dry weather there is so little moisture in the air that it requires a very great difference of temperature to cause condensation to take place and the necessary depression is not reached in these cases, except at an altitude of several miles. Dr. Wells has shown that if we take the reading of two thermometers on a clear summer night, one of them lying on the grass and the other suspended two feet above it, we shall find that the one lying on the grass will read eight or ten degrees lower than the one suspended in the air. If the night is still, there will be a cold stratum of air next to the earth, which will not tend to diffuse itself to a very great degree, and dew will form. If, however, it is cloudy, or the wind is blowing, there is rarely any formation of dew. The reason in the former case, as we have explained, is that the radiated heat is held down to the earth in a measure, and in the latter case there is a constant charge of air, so that in either case no part of it is allowed to cool down sufficiently to precipitate moisture it is a curious fact that often there will be a heavier dew under the blaze of a full moon on a clear night than at any other time the moon has no screens about it of any kind to obstruct the free radiation of heat it is supposed to be a dead cinder floating in space and not surrounded by an atmosphere so that the sun's rays have full effect upon it during the time it is exposed to them and at that time it becomes heated to a temperature of something like 750 degrees Fahrenheit. For half the month, say, the sun is shining continuously upon all or a part of it. In other words, the days and nights of the moon are about two weeks long. The moon does not revolve upon its own axis like the earth, therefore the same side or a portion of it is exposed to the sun for 14 days. During the time that the moon is in the earth's shadow, it is supposed to fall to 187 degrees below zero, which is 219 degrees below the freezing point. When the moon is full and is heated up to over 700 degrees, there is sufficient heat radiating from it to be felt sensibly upon the face of the earth, and it would be felt if it were not for the great envelope of atmosphere and its attendant cloud formations that surround the earth. There are but few days in summer when there is not a haze in the atmosphere, although we call the sky clear, which intensifies the light and gives everything a warmer tone. The heat coming from a full moon on a clear night is absorbed in causing the aqueous vapours, that are partly condensed in the higher regions of the atmosphere, to be reabsorbed into transparent vapour. This clears away the heat screen in the atmosphere, and allows radiation to go on more rapidly at the earth's surface and thus cools it to a greater extent when the moon is shining brightly than when it is dark and in the shadow of the earth. As we have already mentioned, the coal that is produced by radiation through the blades of grass and other radiating substances may be indicated by placing one thermometer on the ground and fixing another at some point in the air. Sometimes the difference is very marked amounting to as much as twenty or thirty degrees if under these conditions a cloud floats overhead forming a heat screen its presence will be readily noticed by a rise in the thermometer radiation into the upper regions of the atmosphere is checked which causes a sudden rise in the temperature near the surface of the earth by taking advantage of this principle of heat radiation from the earth's surface it is a very easy matter to protect tender vegetation from even quite a severe frost if it occurs in the early fall by a slight covering such as thin paper the paper will act as a heat screen and in a measure prevent the heat from radiating from the earth immediately under it frost which of course is but frozen dew at this season of the year will form on a still autumn night although the atmosphere at some distance above the ground is some degrees above the freezing point the reason for this will be obvious when we consider the facts that have been set forth concerning the power of radiation to produce cold it has been estimated by meteorologists that the amount of water condensed upon the surface of the earth in the form of dew amounts to as much as five inches or about one-seventh of the whole amount of moisture that is evaporated into the air It will thus be seen that dew performs an important part in supporting vegetation. The same operation in nature's great workshop that forms the dews of summer creates the frosts of winter. The moisture in cold weather is condensed the same as in warm. When it is condensed at the surface of the earth, we have the phenomenon of frost, but when condensed in the upper regions of the atmosphere, we have that of snow. Heat radiation from the earth goes on in winter, which is evidenced by the fact that a thick covering of snow is a great benefit to vegetation as a protection against the injurious effects of frost the writer has seen flowers blooming abundantly at an altitude of twelve thousand feet above the sea level protected only by the friendly shelter of a snowbank in some cases the blooming flowers were in actual contact with the snow by experiment it has been determined that the earth under a thick coating of snow is usually warmer by nine or ten degrees than the air immediately above the snow covering End of chapter fourteen recording by Kotte-Kliek.